Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Monday, October 24th, and this is People Every Day. Hello again, everyone. Janine Rubenstein here, and so glad to be back with you again. I had a great time this weekend. I got to check out the Grio Awards here in Los Angeles, honoring icons in the Black community. And y'all, it turned into a diva celebration. Patti LaBelle called up Queen Latifah, Jennifer Hudson, Fantasia, and Yolanda Adams, and they all sang, I'm Not Your Superwoman. And guys, I was screaming, yes, you are, the whole time. It was so much fun. And speaking of fun, I'd like to wish everyone who celebrates a happy Diwali, the colorful Hindu festival which symbolizes the spiritual victory of light over darkness and good over evil, kicks off today. And speaking of holidays, we are just a week away from Halloween, and we've got some great pop culture-inspired costume ideas coming your way later in the show. But first, let's get into some of the biggest stories bubbling up today. We begin with some sad news coming out of Los Angeles. Beloved actor and comedian Leslie Jordan died in a car accident earlier this morning. Jordan was driving his BMW this morning in Hollywood when he reportedly had a medical emergency, causing the vehicle to crash into the side of a building. Jordan was famous for his roles on popular TV shows like Will and Grace. Back in 2006, he won a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actor in a comedy series for his caustically funny portrayal of Beverly Leslie on that show. And more recently, he's had popular turns on American Horror Story and Call Me Cat. Just last year, I moderated a panel with him and the Call Me Cat cast, and he was just in full, effervescent, hilarious form. During the COVID lockdown, Jordan gained traction on social media for posting silly videos where he went from 80,000 Instagram followers to over 5 million. The proudly gay actor was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and would often joke that he, quote, fell out of the womb into his mother's high heels. Jordan studied theater at the University of Tennessee before moving to Hollywood and beginning his steady career. He struggled with substance abuse at one point, but got sober in the late 90s. At the time, Jordan told people he didn't, quote, do parties anymore, sharing that he hadn't been out past 6 p.m. for years, mostly, he said, because people always wanted him to perform. Last year, Jordan shared with people the philosophy behind his comedic talent. He said, quote, You've got to have a strong beginning. You've always got to have a punchline to end it with. It's the middle part that's hard. (laughs) Leslie Jordan kept us all entertained and laughing throughout the beginning, middle, and end of his career, and he will be sorely missed. He was 67 years old. I have to admit, I didn't think this story would take as many turns as it has, but you guys, we have a new installment to the Corden vs. Balthazar, or Balthgate, Again, I'm still trying to make a name happen for this dining debacle. But basically, there is new fuel to the food feud between James Corden and the folks at the upscale New York restaurant Balthazar. As you're probably very aware by now, while dining out with his wife at Balthazar, James Corden allegedly yelled at a waiter who got part of the couple's order wrong. The owner of Balthazar, Keith McNally, publicly shamed and banned Corden on Instagram from his restaurants for being a repeat offender of this type of behavior in his establishment. 
punishments. Shortly thereafter, McNally made another social media post saying Corden had personally apologized and that the ban was rescinded. Keeping up? Okay. So then last week, Corden was being interviewed by the New York Times about his new series coming to Amazon Prime. The Times asked Corden about the incident, and Corden said the whole thing was, quote, silly, and that he didn't do, quote, anything wrong on any level. And those comments didn't sit well with McNally. Over the weekend, McNally made another social media post about the Corden incident and asked of Corden's new comments, was he joking or was he denying being abusive to my servers? Whatever Corden meant, his implication was clear he didn't do it. Later in the lengthy post, McNally did not mince words as he said of the late night talk show host, if the supremely talented actor wants to retrieve the respect he had from all of his fans, all four of them, before this incident, then he should at least admit he did wrong. If he goes one step further and apologizes to the two servers he insulted, I'll let him eat for free at Balthazar for the next 10 years. I mean, <laughs> well, there definitely seems like there is still plenty of beef between Balthazar and Corden, and we will definitely be keeping an eye on this as it continues to sizzle. And now we're turning our attention to the backlash Kanye West continues to face surrounding his string of anti-Semitic remarks and the call for others to show their support for the Jewish community. Over the weekend, the support from celebrities and people in general soared as Jessica Seinfeld urged followers to add, quote, I support my Jewish friends and the Jewish people to their social feeds. Here to talk about what we are seeing happening as West's rhetoric fills up the news cycle yet again is People's Editorial Director of Society and Culture, Michelle Tauber. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hey, Janine. First of all, as someone who is Jewish, watching this all happen, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, what it means to you personally, covering it. Well, first of all, you're right. It's not easy. And I really appreciate you including me in the conversation. And personally, I think it feels a little like, here we go again, kind of a feel. That certainly, we, mm. we all know anti-Semitism is nothing new. I think with Kanye, this latest uh, round of it, it's been especially upsetting given all the layers of mental health that have come into the conversation regarding it and the fashion industry and his own unbelievable talent, which of course also like makes it hard to sort of untangle for a lot of people. Um, and yeah. I, and I get that. So I don't know. I guess I would just say, yeah, it's been intense for sure. I, I mean, I, I have to say Los Angeles mayor Eric. Garcetti came out condemning everything that happened this weekend as well. I know I've seen, you know, my friends posting the I support my Jewish friends and the Jewish people image to their feeds. It's impacting everyone and it's reminiscent of, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, the Roe v. Wade overturn and more of people just kind of needing to come out and say this is ridiculous and it's wrong. So what are your thoughts on the use of, of social media to either support or do whatever he's been doing with it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting in the comparison to the Black Lives Matter movement. We remember when the black squares filled everyone's feed. And at the time, it felt like a gesture of allyship and solidarity. And then, you know, there was a subsequent backlash because, you know, many within the black community and, and activists felt that their voices were, if not silenced, diminished because, 
you know, suddenly the feed is completely taken over by those black squares. And there was that criticism of what is it really accomplishing? And I think it's a Mm, really mm -hmm. tricky line to walk between like, you know, appreciating the allyship. And I think often in the Jewish community, there's a feeling of people sometimes being quicker to stand in solidarity with other communities and not with the Jewish community. So it's, it's certainly, I think, appreciated by many. But at the same time, true allyship doesn't limit itself to what you write on social media or sharing a, yeah. a someone else's post. And as far as Kanye and Parler, and I think one thing, Janine, that has really struck me in the past few days is Kanye seeming to follow this script as if he were a Fox News host, right? Like this, like, like script yeah. of, you know, d- identifying with um, and calling white men an, an oppressed group and saying like he relates to that and then yeah. and then which is like right out of the mouth of a Fox News host like Tucker Carlson. It, it, it sounds like a lot like what John Legend pointed out. I mean, he didn't yeah. talk about Kanye by name, who used to be a really close friend of his. But he, he wrote, weird how all these free, independent thinkers always land on the same old anti-blackness and anti-Semitism. Yeah. In addition to all of this, people are asking for brands that are associated with West to drop him as a spokesperson or a client. I saw this morning that Vogue won't be working with him anymore. Yeah. And we know that Anna Wintour relationship was an important one to him. It's it's well known that Balenciaga has parted ways with him. And now his talent agency, CAA, officially dropped him earlier today. And as I speak, people are calling for Adidas to follow suit. And and who knows, they may do so before this episode is even out. So, Michelle, can you fill us in on this brand side of the story and how that's playing out? So, Janine, this is where I would say the allyship really is most needed. Obviously, there, there are the issues around free speech and hate speech. But then there is the, the private business obligation to put your resources and your money and the company's money and you as a consumer, how you're spending your own money, where your values are. So for example, if you're posting, I stand with my Jewish friends, but you're wearing a pair of Yeezys, there certainly would seem to be a contradiction in, in how much you're really supporting the Jewish community. So I think that it's something to really think about as a consumer. Vogue severing ties was certainly a big move by Anna Wintour again. But at the same time, you know, those are important. I would say those are important moves to make because they do shift the culture in a way that actually has an impact. I do think that um, it will be interesting to watch what moves Adidas makes, if any, but you're absolutely right. That's a juggernaut. That's the big one. Yeah. What happens there is going to be very interesting. I just want to say one last thing, Janine. I don't think it comes up a lot, but you know, I I want to remind listeners that Jews, you know, are only 0.2% of the world population. And I think people tend to forget that how, just how tiny of a group they really are, because for many reasons, they tend to occupy a larger headspace than they actually Mm -hmm. represent. So it's literally like, you know, 2.2 billion Christians in the world, 1.6 billion Muslims, and 0.2 people who identify as Jewish. Having someone like you bring this within the general conversation means a lot. I appreciate that um, as, as someone who's Jewish and also just appreciate the openness and the fact that we can talk about this and the fact that 
it's hard and complicated. It is, but it isn't. I know some people don't like it when you say it's complicated because they're, you know, yeah. like, what, what's so complicated? Yeah. But I'm just speaking for myself. It's tough, you know? So I um, appreciate it, it that. Really, it really Like, I mean, we haven't, there is the, the mental health stuff that's going yeah. swirling in there. And there is the Hollywood stuff and yeah. how much of this is performative and for like. Totally. Uh, but at the end of the day, the part that isn't is that you just don't say stuff like that and you definitely don't believe stuff like that. We will be keeping tabs on this and, yep. and how it plays out. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on today to talk about all of it. Thanks, Janine. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Halloween is around the corner, and this is the week many folks are out searching for the perfect pieces for their pop culture costumes. We've got ideas from Top Gun 2 to Stranger Things to Barbie coming your way. And we get into the discussion about the issue of dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer. But first, you guys, it's happening. Over the weekend, the Beehive was buzzing after Beyonce revealed her Renaissance World Tour in the most Queen Bee way possible. Right after the break, we get into the surprise announcement and just how valuable the big reveal was. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back and grooving right there to Beyonce's Virgo's Groove because B is going back on tour. Yes, on Saturday at the Harlem Renaissance-themed wearable art gala fundraiser in Santa Monica, a very special item made its way onto the auction block, a concert ticket package valued at $20,000 to see the Renaissance tour at any of its national and international destinations around the world. The package included two first-class plane tickets, a three night hotel stay and two tickets to quote one of the most sought after musical performances of all time the renaissance 2023 tour and on top of all that it comes with a guided backstage tour from beyonce's mother okay but how did this go on sale and why was this the place for the renaissance tour reveal well the gala just happens to be founded by beyonce's mother tina knowles lawson and her husband richard lawson in support of their nonprofit, the waco theater center in la which offers mentorship and growth opportunities surrounding the arts. Now, when it comes to bidding for this incredible Beyonce experience, there are conflicting reports saying that the winning bid was anywhere from $50,000 to $150,000, which honestly might just be the going rate for the tickets once they go on sale. The Grammy-winning singer hasn't been on a major world tour since she and Jay-Z had their On the Run 2 tour back in 2018, of which I was in the building. And Beyonce hasn't hit the road solo since the formation world tour in 2016. And yes, 
I was there too. She gave us what was the song of the summer in Break My Soul and easily becoming the song of the fall with Cuff It. So I am sure that this tour will be out of this world. I mean, I'd expect nothing less from an alien superstar. No specific dates and cities have been announced just yet. I scoured the internet already, trust me. But the tour is supposed to kick off sometime next summer. I don't know about you, but the idea of going to see Beyonce live next summer will definitely be what warms me up inside during the upcoming chilly winter months. It's almost Halloween. I don't know about you, but I love getting dressed up and showing off my costume, even though, if I'm honest, I've been slacking. But if you are like me and don't have a costume picked out yet, that's okay. We here at People know a little thing or two about pop culture, and we have so many suggestions for what you can dress up as. Every year, we look to our favorite movies, TV shows, and celebs for inspiration. And this year is no different. Joining me now to share what we've got on our Halloween costume mood board is People's Digital Features Director, Kate Hogan. Hey, Kate. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Janine. Thanks for having me. So I'm so glad you're here because I know so many people looking for last-minute costumes like myself. What are your suggestions? What are your top suggestions? Stranger Things was obviously very big this summer, and it gave us the great new character of Eddie Munson. And to be him, it's pretty easy. You got a great 80s-inspired curly wig. You can find a Hellfire Club t-shirt easily on Amazon, and then just add some ripped jeans and a denim jacket, and you're Eddie. And then Max, who was one of the most important characters this season, she wore her blue zip-up hoodie plus jeans, vans, and of course, you've got to have your headphones. You get bonus points if you've got running up that hill on your Walkman plane. <laughs> What else you got? Miles Teller's character in Top Gun Maverick was huge this year, Brewster. Obviously, a lot of fans were lusting after him on TikTok, but to get his actual dressed-up outfit, if you find a button-down shirt, aviators, you can get a great fake mustache and finish it off with your top-volume edition of Great Balls of Fire. I think you'll be good to go. <laughs> Lizzo had that awesome video for She Be Loved where she's walking down the aisle to marry herself and then, you know, takes off in her convertible. And it's a very 80s-inspired bridal white wedding dress, which is pretty easy to find on the resale market for not very much. Get some matching stockings and a bejeweled veil and you'll be ready to go. What about some of the women who have been just making so many headlines across the board? I know you have a few of these. And Tatiana Maslany in the new series, She-Hulk, you know, she's the cousin of the Hulk. So if you are up for it, cover yourself in green paint and then put on your business suit because she is an attorney at law. And our favorite, Serena Williams at the U.S. Open this year, you know, she had that amazing bedazzled tennis outfit that she wore all through the open. So if you can find just like a black leotard, black tennis dress with a voluminous skirt and yes. a tennis racket, and then, yeah, bonus points if you bedazzle yourself. She had those incredible sneakers and all the jewels through her kind of tutu-esque skirt. And then we had that amazing moment when all the Don't Worry Darling drama was going on at the Venice Film Festival and Florence oh, Pugh arrived a little late. She had her Aperol spritz in hand and was wearing that incredible, I think it was Valentino purple you know, top and bottoms with this flowy jacket. I mean, it was amazing. If you have, you know, purple shorts and a crop top laying around, grab a drink. And I think people who are in the know about all this drama will definitely know who you are. Oh my goodness. There's so many costume ideas There's now. So I think about it from year. Don't Worry Darling, like ooh, from the drama outside of the movie. <laughs> Somebody's going to be uh, Olivia Wilde's salad dressing. Somebody's going to be Oh my gosh. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> a great idea. I didn't have that on my list. And then Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. And the dropout. Like, this is just 
a, a easy, clear win, right? Oh, yeah. So easy. Everyone, I would think, has like some kind of black shirt or turtleneck in their closet, black pants, red lipstick, and you're done. What's your advice for a couple couple costumes and a couple friend costumes? Yeah, there's some really great ones in this category, too. There were all those amazing photos of Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie filming the Barbie movie earlier oh, this summer. Yes. So, yeah, if you can get yourself some leotards, some kind of 80s-inspired workout clothes, bright colors, big visors, rollerblades, if you're up for it. I mean, you'll look like Margot and Ryan's Ken and Barbie. Oh, my God. I literally just bought some pink rollerblades. This says a no lot way. about me and my <laughs> Amazon cart. I might do it. What else? What else? Well, there were Courtney and Travis at the Met Gala this year. And this is actually kind of an easy one, even though it's high fashion. They kind of wore like a his and hers take on a suit. So he was wearing a men's black tux with pretty dramatic tails. And then she had a white women's shirt with a corset over it and a black skirt. So again, that might, maybe not a corset, but that might be some stuff you have in your closet that you could throw on quickly. <laughs> Nice. What's the friends look that you're that oh, you're yeah. saying from pop culture? Well, you know, there was that League of Their Own reboot um, series this year, and that is such a classic one that I think anybody would know, either from loving the movie or being a new fan of this new series. So if you can find a beige button-down, red socks, and a matching red baseball hat and go with as many friends as you want, because you can have a whole baseball team. I like that. I like that. Okay, before I let you go, in light of the Jeffrey Dahmer series airing on Netflix and making just a huge splash and drumming up a lot of controversy, it seems like a lot of people have the intention to dress up as him for Halloween. So people like Simone Biles spoke out against that. And she tweeted, put the Jeffrey Dahmer costumes back in the closet. We ain't having it. And I agree with Simone. What are your thoughts on this? No, I agree too. And I feel like every year there's that one or two Halloween costumes where society's like, please don't do this. And a few people still do. And it's not great. There's that new series monster about Jeffrey Dahmer starring Evan Peters right now. And I think a small corner of the internet has found him very attractive because the actor himself is. But obviously it's a terrible costume to go with. And it's not obviously something you can buy in a mainstream place, but a lot of Dahmer-related merchandise was hitting sellers like eBay and selling fairly well. But eBay recently announced they're pulling anything that's even reminiscent of that from their site because it goes against their own policies. And they are on Team Simone and Team everyone else who said, yeah. please don't dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer and trying to discourage people from doing that. Yeah, just horrific and terrible. Yes. Well, Kate, it's always so great to have you on and to have all of these ideas. I appreciate it. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you are on Halloween. Well, keeping things in the Halloween spirit, I thought we'd end today's show with some helpful tips for carving pumpkins from everyone's favorite internet grandma, Babs. Hi, everybody. It's Babs. Did your mom ever tell you the do's and don'ts of pumpkin carving? No, not Barbara Streisand. Babs, or Barbara Costello, is a 73-year-old TikTok sensation whose social media channels are filled with all kinds of useful tips from delicious mac and cheese recipes to reminding you to clean that washing machine filter. Babs is full of great hacks and tricks to make your life a little easier, tastier, and cleaner. And now she has a video that shows you the best way to carve a pumpkin. Don't stand and carve your pumpkin. Sit. Just put them on your lap. Now time to cut the bottom of your pumpkin, not the top. Not the top. Got it? That way you still have the handle attached to pick up the pumpkin. When designing your pumpkin face, use a dry erasable red marker that you can get rid of the lines after you carve. If you don't want to struggle using a knife to carve your pumpkin, just use a soft-headed mallet and your cookie cutter. And just push it right through. 
Using cookie cutters is such a good idea. Definitely way safer with the kids. Don't let all your work go to waste. Those kids want to enjoy these pumpkins. Take Vaseline and rub it on all the open cut surfaces. It'll keep your pumpkin moist, won't dry out as quickly, and it should last about one to two weeks. Vaseline, yes. Usually when we carve pumpkins, they turn brown so quickly. This is so helpful. And I will definitely be taking her advice when we carve pumpkins at my house this week. Thank you, Babs. And speaking of another amazing grandma with great tips to offer up if you want them or not, (laughs) it's my mother-in-law's birthday today. I love you, Mama Dia. And thank all of you for being back here with us this week. I'll talk to you again tomorrow on People Every Day.